Say hey, Andrew. Hey, yeah, mate. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Good to see you. Likewise. Likewise, likewise. Fresh time, right? New, brand new time. Brand new time, actually. Really, this is this is great. Actually, I can see uh, a couple of people in from the UK as well, which is uh, <laughs> which is surprising after the uh, emails we got yesterday. So, yeah. Apollo, apologies, uh, apologies for the super early start for for people who aren't in the in the UAE or or local to uh, to Dubai. But uh, yeah, we we kind of um, the world just seems to be a little bit busier at the moment, and so we were just getting a lot of uh, messages. Uh, from people saying that they they really like the show, they want to watch it every week, but um, sort of lunchtime in the UK or three o'clock in the afternoon in Dubai uh, was kind of smack bang in the middle of other people doing things. So um, so we we thought we'd kind of just change it up a little bit and um, and uh, and and just do it first thing in the morning so people can kind of you know watch however much they can and then move on. Yeah, no, that's right. I got some complaints. I was looking tired as well in the afternoon. So I think this is better, you know, better that better that it's morning. We're, we're both refreshed, but um, yeah, I mean, just as people kind of pop in here, it's a couple of new faces as well. Uh, so welcome to the Grove Show, guys. Um, you know, we've been doing this for over a year now, um, and uh, and kind of uh, yeah, this is the first dip into an earlier time slot as you mentioned there. So it seems to be suiting people. Though we've got a few new faces coming in there as well. Um, so for those those guys, you know, we basically. On a weekly on a weekly uh, dive here, we spend first kind of ten minutes just running through some news that may be of interest, and then we dive really straight back straight into the the kind of topic of the day, right? Um, and this is uh, this is our kind of exciting uh, success in the summer, right? Success in the summer series, uh, Amit. Um, I think um, for those of those those of us that are in this uh, part of the world, know that the summer's really kicked in because we can't step outside anymore. Um, and obviously, you know, we're not sure from a business perspective how this is going to shape up due to COVID. So super excited about the summit. Yeah, likewise. And I think I think it's great. I mean, the, the thing is, is um, we, we've spoken about digital strategy and the importance of building a digital strategy before on the show. Yeah, I think that, I think the difference is um, this, this just evolves so much. Right. I mean, the digital space is just so diverse um, and, and just there's so many kind of new things to talk about. So um so yeah, we've 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 got we've got I think quite a uh, interesting and sort of tactical show today. I think which is which is good. I think this is we we I think just in general, guys, if this is the first time you are tuning in, we try to eliminate as much um, fluff for one of the better term. Um, we we really want to focus on actual you know how can we kind of help right real kind of key takeaways so that people can take with them. Um, you know, a lot of what we speak about is very much based on um, based on experience, right? I mean, we've been doing this both of us, um, despite how youthful looks. Um, <laughs> somewhat, we've been doing this for a long time, right? So close to sort of twenty years for both of us. So, so I think it's kind of applying as much of that kind of experience. We, you know, we've got sort of again clients around the world, so you know, we kind of know how different industries work, and and from a from a marketing and, and sales standpoint specifically um you know we can really kind of try and try and add, add some value there but i think just uh, like andrew mentioned we've got the summer series now um uh, which is at the moment it's a six-part series which takes us into the middle of august <clears throat> so we'll be looking at obviously building a digital strategy today um and then next week we move on to sort of lead generation lead scoring um, yeah. and qualification um the week after that we, we go into sort of crm and data management uh, we'll talk about marketing automation and scaling um, and then fast tracking sort of sales success. Um, I, I don't know if, you know, I think many of many people who may be listening today see us more as a kind of digital marketing agency, but we're very much focused on, on digital growth, which means that um, we do get our hands um, sort of seemingly dirty when it comes to things like sales and customer service and things like that, just to make sure there's integrated. So we'll be, we'll be looking at the sales side of it. And then the last piece is about sort of tracking customer happiness, right? How do you drive referrals uh, using automation and using digital strategy? So, so it's it's an all-encompassing sort of, um, I'd say, business-specific series, right? It's not we're not going to be sit here talking about social media, although we will be talking about things like social and search, uh, wherever it's relevant within these topics, right, Andrew? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, very practical application. I think you hit the nail on the head there, Amit. It's yeah. uh, 
as you said, we, we're not going to show you how to build out a Facebook page. I think there is a ton of YouTube videos and a whole host of data around that. It's more about how to leverage that space uh, for, for kind of benefit of you uh, and your organization, right? Uh, wherever <clears throat> wherever you sit within that 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 space. And, and some of it is going to be, you know, kind of because of the, the broad range of clients that we have, obviously, in experience. Some can be very entrepreneurial in its nature, and some can be very kind of enterprise and multinational company. So uh, excited about this. But I think kind of before we dive into that, I think we've just got five minutes uh, usually just to spend on some any kind of uh, interesting things that could potentially have some impact. We, we look at this more from a trend perspective, um, just from interest, uh, you know, and see see how that impacts. And, and I thought I wanted to, something that caught my eye uh, firstly, and, and I'm not sure how popular it is in this part of the world. So I wanted to kind of bounce off you, Amazon um, subscription, right? So, you know, the, the I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge kind of believer in it. I've got, uh, you know, the basics, things like deodorant and uh, not razors, obviously, um, but, but you know, other kind of toiletries where I've got them in a subscription. So I don't even think about it. It's in the subscription, comes every month, uh, you know, and goes through. And it, and it sparked my interest because Amazon have now launched a record of the month club. So there's this kind of revival of vinyl. Um, okay. and, and now they're seeing that. So they're getting people, uh, you know, so to start in this. And then it was... I then kind of have decided to, uh, for my birthday coming up, I've requested a Kindle. I had a Nook for many years, but but kind of stopped that. So Kindle, and I was looking into that, and there is unlimited subscription services where you can subscribe every month and you get unlimited kind of books. Then also Audible, the subscription where you get unlimited, you know. So I just wondered how you feel about that subscription piece and, and how it could potentially apply to other business, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, I think the, the, the subscription models um, have just been gaining popularity, especially, I mean, for tech businesses, so much of what a lot of technology companies do is based on, on obviously trying to generate as much kind of recurring revenue as possible and, and, and things like um, subscriptions that is basically the, you know, the most obvious way of doing yeah. that. Um, and I think, look, if you look at Amazon's... Um, Amazon's kind of valuations the second they they launched Prime is really when things took off, right? Which yes. is again yeah, yeah. You know, just a very yeah. a, a very kind of low touch point. You actually, I mean, what you're essentially buying into is a hypothetical faster delivery service. Yes. Um, and and the TV add-on, which kind of works in some places better than others. Uh, mm. But essentially, that's that's what drove uh, their valuation up initially. So, so look, I think I think you know Amazon will just keep on thinking of other ways of just delivering products on a more regular basis to its customers, right? Um, you know, so and there'll be people out there who'll be like all over this, right? So, so yeah, it's cool. And, and I think you know, they, they, you know, the vinyl side of it, it's, there's a there's a cool element to it as well, which I think would always help. So, yeah, I kind of get that. I saw, yeah. I saw, uh, yeah, just just uh, just one I saw, mate. I think the. Um, the Windows 11 launch, um, or the, the sort of semi-imminent launch, right? I think it's kind of, yeah. um, you know, it's that you're talking about it yesterday, but this, um, I think I first caught wind of this a couple of weeks back, and um, and just initially I was like, okay, well, we're, you know, it's the first time um, you know, we're launching a new Windows product for a while, right? Yeah. Um, and I was, I've been kind of really interested to see what they were, you know, some of the key features, but. I mean, I'm looking at it and it just still looks very, I mean, if anything, if someone said, look, Windows. What, what's it going to look like? It looks, it looks like what it is right now, basically yeah. on the kind of surface apps, but it is still definitely migrating towards the kind of Mac slickness, right? Mm. I think mean, it's just, um, but in terms of new features, I think it's just integrating teams and, and those kinds of elements. I can't really see anything too much, but we'll, I think that's one just to keep an eye on as well, because um, like Microsoft now is obviously, you know, uh, well, and has been for a long time, is an absolute juggernaut of the company. Um, and I absolutely love the new direction, um, you know, under the CEO. Um, I think they're a phenomenal business. But, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do with uh, with Windows now. Yeah, it's six years, yeah. 2005, Windows 10. That's uh, 15, 2015. 2015, right. Yeah, which is, which is nuts, really. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, you and I are too young to remember the Windows 95 launch. And obviously, uh, you know, that's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it looks interesting. Just one last piece before we kind of head into this summer mm -hmm. series. Um, I wanted to kind of um, get your thoughts on uh, obviously a lot of our, you know, a lot of our activity is affecting, uh, positively affecting search rankings within the Google environment. 
Um, and I'm not sure if you caught this, but, but Google have started to roll out this um, no reliable sources tag yeah. uh, on some of their search engine results. So when somebody kind of, you know, Google something, it says, oh, look, it looks like these results are changing quickly at the moment. Um, you know, and, 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 and kind of, hey, look, this isn't as reliable, but it, but it made me think this is more driven for kind of news and stuff in the now to spread disinformation. But it made me think about the algorithm change, you know, a year back or whatever, when healthcare providers, for example, there has to be a credible source for their data to in order to rank properly. I just yeah. wonder, you know, Google really is this, this data police almost now, right? And, and that can really affect how a business ranks in Google, right? Look, 100%. I think there's there's a couple of things here. So I think the first is, um, you know, how do you, how do you explain to millennials and people who've only ever lived in a Google world that, um, you know, they shouldn't really trust Google because they're their natural instincts. And I've got kids who are 12 and 10, right? And the second you ask them something that they don't know, the first place they go to is Google, right? They see Google as the authority. Yeah. And I think so, yeah. so from that perspective, Google does have a responsibility to make sure that, you know, the information that's, that's on there, uh, you know, is, is credible, right? And so I think this yeah. is, I think, I think from that perspective, it's important. The only other thing is now, and we've spoken about this before, right, in terms of the power that some of these companies have, right? How do you deem, mm -hmm. how do you deem one source more credible over the other? And that's, yeah. that's the only sort yeah. of concerning element with this. So yeah. I think you've got to look at it, you know, from both sides, right? You've got the one they have to do something, but the other part is, well, who determines what's credible and what's not? Yeah. And I think that's that's a challenge. But but I think, I mean, for, for those of you out there, I mean, you know, like I said, we're gonna talk tactical, but if your business does have, um, you know, an opinion on something that's newsworthy and related to your business, publishing some sort of content while that iron is kind of super hot is such a powerful tactic. So, yeah. and it's something that we've recommended for clients and something that we do ourselves. So it'd be quite interesting to see, um, to see really the impact of that. So, um, you know, cause in the yeah. digital world, that, that first mover advantage is still there, right? It's still there. Definitely. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, so yeah, so I think, I think this one just, again, just keep an eye on that. I think uh, more than anything else, we'll, we'll do the same, obviously. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, of course. Cool. All right, Excellent. so we've, we've, good stuff. we've had a few late joiners. So, um, I, but I think, I think we're good. I think well, let's, let's carry on and, um, yeah, and get into get into the, the new show. I think the new series. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So look, I mean, um, everything is is kind of around. You know, as you said, we, we've we've kind of discussed um, uh, a lot of these uh, a lot of these uh, kind of touch points previously. But as you said, you know, the, the 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 space is ever evolving. And I think I think the thing is that as much as you know, we've we've kind of titled this or highlighted this, uh, you know, kind of the importance of creating a, a, a you know a kind of digital strategy. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's all in, important to, to look at those those kind of key phrases or those key words there. And the fact is that, in all honesty, because now digital can touch and should touch every single part of your business, um, you know, it's, it's the entire strategy associated to uh, to your kind of go to market, right? Um, yeah. So it, it, it's, you know, and what I mean by that, I, I mean, it is, you know, technology stack, it is people, it is process, it is marketing, it is sales, it is customer service, you know, all of these elements are, are crucial to, to that kind of overarching like business strategy, right? That's what's important, the, the kind of overarching business strategy um, that, that, that's, that's, you know, effectively now there. So, so as much as, you know, we want to look at, um, you know, the, the kind of sales and marketing strategy piece, um, we, we obviously, you know, need to look at everything as a whole, right? We need to, we need to look at everything as a whole. Um, we just lost Amit there for a brief second, but he's back. Um, so uh, we're just explaining Amit, talking about the fact that when we look at sales and marketing strategy, um, you know, it, it's, it's not just that, it's looking at everything. It's looking at the entire business strategy and then kind of locking yeah. in those digital components associated to the various part of, you know, either kind of class client or customer journey, right? Um, you know, the, 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 that's essentially there, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think the, um, 
Yeah, and I think I think you covered. It. I did. I did. I did hear. I'd say probably most of what you said there. But it's in terms of the. Um, you're right. You covered the the marketing and the sales side of it, and making sure it's it's all of these kind of digital touch points as opposed to just just one sort of facet, right? In summary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look. Yeah. I think the thing is that the, the you know the reason that that we that you have to look at this you know overall strategy and lace the digital in there is if you don't, you know, opportunities are going to be missed. Um, quite frankly. So I think what we see uh, a lot of the time, you know, is is strategy um, is is heavily dependent on the individuals that are implementing that strategy or are proposed to implement that strategy. And what I mean by that is that there's sometimes some very short term view, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, 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 in and look, a lot of that time is budget driven. Right. So it's like, hey, listen, I need more clients. I need more customers. Oh, and I need them tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so, you know, that's, that's, I mean, look, and we know that's a challenge, right? You know, if you approach anything with a short term view, ultimately you're going to fail, right? Yeah. So again, let's, let's look, yeah, the reality is very much fair, right? So there's, there's two things that I guess that come in. So yeah. the first, the first is that things are very, I think like what you said, very needs driven as well as budget driven. Yeah. And as needs driven is right. We need this today. We, we've got, you know, it's very difficult because I think the reality is um, no matter how much long-term planning companies want um, or, or feel as if they would want and desire, um, very few companies have real serious long-term planning, right? And yeah. long-term, we're talking about, say, three to five years, right? So where is it that we want to be in the next five years and what do we need to put in there? Now, that's, you know, in all your kind of textbooks and all about all of those things, that's what they talk about, right? Um, yeah. that, you know, this is what you need to do. These are the foundations that you lay and all of those things. But the reality is, and we know this because we deal with this virtually on a daily basis, is people phone us up and say, I need business today, right? Or I need business yeah. tomorrow. What can you do to do it? And, and I think in some respects, um, that's probably one of the negatives of digital, right? Because you, you, okay. yeah. you imagine, let's go back, say, 15 years or 20 years, right? Um, people had to plan a bit more because your yeah. news your news, uh, so your newspaper or your magazine deadlines mm-hmm. was on the 18th of a month for the following month. And, and we're only talking about two weeks, but even those two to three weeks, right, used to make a lot of difference in terms of planning. Whereas now what happens is we get a lot of people who just say, hey, we need to launch campaigns and we need to do it the next five days, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that, that, but again, I think it's very much kind of needs driven. I think budget to an extent, because again, things like, um, you know, annual budgets, we saw this last year, Annual budgets were suddenly like, okay, look, we know we've allocated X and in marketing for you know 2020, but guess what? COVID's here, and therefore there is now no marketing budget, right? So we we you know even I think even those kinds of ups and downs make it very challenging for for marketers especially, um, you know because because marketing budget is the one that always does seem to fluctuate more than others, right? When we when we speak to companies, so. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I think, I think that those are the kind of realities of where you know of um, of just business, and I think business right now. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's interesting actually. We said about time consideration because yeah, previously from a marketing perspective, you would have to plan, and I think also from a sales perspective. I mean, I I've had uh, you know countless conversations with uh, with my with my father to be honest with you, talking about early sales days where you would you know write a letter to a prospect and and sit by your desk and wait for a return and then it got right. then it got scary when you know you had to fax someone and you're waiting for a fax right i mean you know these these are kind of it everything evolves but as you said now you know it is instantaneous right and i think i think one of those challenges with the um uh, you know the immediate response of marketing or sales is is the fact that it, people almost sometimes approach it in a simplistic manner Right. Yeah. Um, so they think that because it's accessible, because it can be quick, um, it's easy. Right. And I, I think that's also one of the, the, the kind of missteps. Right. When it comes to when it comes to that, that, that kind of strategic piece. But I mean, look, I think, it, you know, just because obviously there are organizations and individuals that have a short term strategy. Um, I mean, th- there are options right in that space. Um, you know, there, there, there are opportunities that can present themselves from a, from a short-term strategy. And I think that, you know, where, where, where I've spent quite a bit of time with clients, and I know you have as well, that short-term strategy almost becomes phase one, right, of, of the approach. So it, it's kind of phase one to, to, to kind of, you know, activate certain things. But meanwhile, in phase two and phase three, we can work on 
a longer term plan, uh, strategy. And I feel like that's easier to digest, right? Yeah. Well, actually, and also, look, you need, I think, I think again, let, and let's, let's talk kind of Middle East specific. I think the yeah. we, we, short term wins are so important. Okay. Yes. And it's not, not just important say from a service provider but it's important for internal stakeholders right mm. okay mm. you want more budget you want to have a you know long-term strategy show me if this works first right yeah, and this show, exactly. me, show me this works first mentality i think is looking it's a very justifiable business approach right yeah. you know why why invest time and money into something if you're not sure of a result or you don't have any kind of indication of whether this is going to be successful or not and so, you know, so I, I'm not, I'm not against the short termism at all. I, I think actually it's quite valuable in some cases, um, you know, and, and in other cases, again, when we've, when we've been forced to, um, you know, put a short term um, sort of strategy in, in, in play, it's, it's quite interesting now that we can turn those around very quickly because we, we understand, okay, look, where are the quick wins for this potential client now? And I think this is, and again, this is where if you're an internal marketer, this is now really where it's kind of, um, oh, sorry, an in-house market. So this is really now, you know, it's it's laying those kinds of different foundations in place, irrespective of whether they're perhaps the right approach or not. But but I think just just on that topic, I think let's let's kind of look at it, then, Andrew. I think I think the direction that we're talking about is quite good. I quite like it. I think the if we look at then, if we look at this kind of short-term thing, right? Let's start there. So if a client comes up to you today. And says, "Hey, Andrew, look, I need to um, I need to launch a you know a new product, or I've got uh, you know my my leads are drying up, whether it's B two B, B two C. What can I do? What can I launch in the next week, uh, and what's going to be effective for me? Right. So, so I think it would it make sense to start looking at a funnel at this stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, I think that that, that that makes sense. I mean, I think." Look, in all honesty, even if it is I need something tomorrow or I need something in six months, um, the desire or outcome is always the same, right? So even if it's brand building, brand elevation, it ultimately leads to conversion, right? More business, more sales, et cetera. Um, I think even if it's even if it's a short-term strategy and I need immediate results, um, in all honesty, um, you know, I think we treat the conversation the same in the sense that we have to almost take a breath and see where we are now, right? And, and I liken it to a restaurant opening, right? Um, okay. You know, you keep kind of big fan of analogies, people that know me and know the show, right? But basically, you know, you can do a phenomenal kind of marketing. You can open a, a restaurant, but if you haven't got any food, um, you know, or you've mismarketed, you know, hey, listen, it's best Chinese restaurant in town, and you open it up and it's all, you know, salads, right? Um, you know, there's going to be a mismatch. So I think even we want to kind of, you know, and it doesn't have to be a long process, but it has to be, you know, some foundational elements associated to, you know, what's your, what's your current, uh, current landscape, right? So almost like a bit of a, 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 for want of a better word, like a bit of a mini audit, right? Um, and you need to, you need to understand where you are currently um, so to, to effectively say, well, okay, you know, let's say, you know, we want to launch, you know, quick wins usually are driven by Google search, because obviously, ultimately, people are looking for products and services. Let's run some campaigns in a Google environment, right, to get some mm -hmm. traffic. But if you haven't got a landing page, if you haven't got any content, you haven't got any creative, you haven't got this, you haven't got that, you know, it, it, it's impossible to do that. So before we even make suggestions on how to approach a quick win, we need to understand, you know, where we are, right? Um, and, and not only where we are, but, but, but a crucial piece is how much control we have over where we are, right? Uh, so okay. by that, I mean, you know, we may have a phenomenal site, right? Wow, this, this website is incredible, right? You know, but what I want to do is I want to tweak this and add this, add it. Well, I can't do that, right? It's out of my control. Or it's going to take three months to make those changes. So what can we do, right? And, you know, there's a couple of clients at the moment, you know, globally recognized brands that we're currently going through this process, right? Trying to identify those opportunities, right? So I think we need to understand, and that's really, we break this down effectively in three areas, right? Um, so first and foremost, it is the web piece. So, you know, what what does the, you know, kind of current website landscape look like? Is it, um, you know, for example, we, we, we get a lot here. I want to go after, you know, this, the Saudi market. Okay, great. And I want to run, you know, in Arabic. Perfect. Um, do you have anyone that can pick up the phone and speak Arabic? No. Great. Do you have anyone that can read Arabic? To, no. So, you know, it's kind of like, it's not only looking at the, the the kind of digital component, but it's also back to that point of strategy with the internal 
kind of personnel, right? Get excited about doing something. So if we start with the digital fun fundamentals, I think from a web perspective, it is looking at, you know, do I have a, a kind of a website that can work, you know, wherever I want to promote my products and services? Um, do I have the ability to create dedicated or landing pages for particular campaigns? Um, if I don't, do I have the option to, 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 to kind of make change or do I have the ability to create something temporary? So not directly linked to your brand, but obviously something that can be temporarily created as a stopgap, right? Um, from, from a web perspective. Um, and, and obviously then looking at the, the, the kind of, in some clients' cases, it's looking at social. So understanding the social landscape, right? So at the moment, you know, if I'm driving social campaigns and my social is massively inactive, um, there's a mismatch there, right? So I'm driving someone through social media to my social pages. And the last time that I post something was six months ago. Yeah, there's a disconnect. So in, in, in the kind of prospect's mind, there's going to be a disconnect. And all of this also feeds back into like a bit of a mini content audit. Yeah. So, so understanding from a content perspective, what content you have to share, what, uh, you know, be it video, audio, text, whatever the case may be. Now, these, all of these three, lace into what you mentioned which is effectively the funnel right right so you know what we're looking at from a quick win perspective is is our focus is very much on top of the funnel and bottom of funnel right so running those campaigns trying to drop in the top um you know and, and immediately getting immediately from getting a, those results from a mentality perspective is that what you're saying so exactly that's how we exactly. think right exactly right because you know yeah, short term the short-term approach is Hey, you know, and it's 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 a very you know almost fantasy-driven environment. Um, you know, hey, listen, uh, I, I mean, we're old enough to remember this, but you know, the field of dreams of Kevin Costa, like if you build it, they will come, right? And we see it a lot. You know, like I've just launched. You know, why why is the till not ringing? Why are the orders not flying out the door, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? Um, so there's almost you know an, an inbuilt mentality that hey, listen, I'm going to launch something, and these things are just going to be flooding through the door, right? It's not like that. Um, you know, where we're, where from a digital perspective, where you're pushing your message, be it across YouTube or Google or Facebook or TikTok or whatever, it's a very noisy space, right? So, so not only you, you're being bombarded with that information as, as, a, as a potential prospect by other brands, by other organizations. It's a very noisy space, right? And I think sometimes clients forget that. Yeah, let me, let me, so let me add, add something in there and let me just ask yeah. a couple of questions, I think, based on that. Yeah, so, yeah. so look, with, Hey guys, um, look, well, just before I do that, we, we've got the chat function open and the Q&A. So yeah. if you do have any questions, just shoot them through and we'll keep an eye on that as, uh, those as they come in. But, but essentially, Andrew, look, when we're looking at the, look, I think the mentality piece is spot on because, um, because that does happen, right? So, you know, people think, right, I need something tomorrow. Let me run some campaigns and that will happen. And actually, yeah. look, in, re in reality, sometimes it does, right? You can yeah. switch campaigns yeah. on, you start, you start getting leads within a couple of days and back, yeah. right? Everything's good again. I find it I find it really interesting though, because I feel what happens at that point is um, you're almost you're almost looking. I mean, timing is everything, right? I think when it's when anyone is making a purchasing decision, um, and if you start to run campaigns trying to target those people who are trying to make a purchasing decision at that very same moment, this is all about this is all about timing, and and sometimes that funnel from top of funnel all the way down to bottom where somebody kind of does become a customer. Some of that, some of that does become fast tracked, right? If you get that timing right. But the challenge is sometimes people aren't looking, right? And, and that purchasing decision is something that is slightly elongated, right? It's not a simple, okay, I'm looking to buy something on Amazon, therefore I'm ready to make a purchase. And if I see an ad for it, yeah. I'm just going to click through two, three clicks and I've made a purchase, right? But if we look yeah. at it from almost, maybe even from a B2B specific environment, that's quite different because I think the purchasing behaviors are slightly different. And I think it's, and I've, so I said I was going to ask a question, I haven't, I've just spoken. But look, the, the question I'd say, <laughs> the question I would ask then on the back of that is, is what if you're in a business where people don't make those purchasing decisions straight away, right? So you can't fast track yeah. them through the funnel, um, you know, is it still a case of like, okay, we just follow the same approach or 
or I don't know, how do we look at, do we just focus on the bottom of the funnel, for example, or, or what, I don't know. Like, I mean, if I'm a client, if we came in and said, look, Andrew, I've got a B2B business, my, my uh, purchasing cycle is typically three months, but I really need to, you know, kind of fast track that and make some sales in the next six weeks. How can you help? Yeah, that's good. That's a good question. I mean, look, I think also we have those scenarios, right? Uh, we have the scenarios from three months, six months, nine months uh, in, in that process. I, I think it's, I think there's a couple of elements here. So I think first and foremost, we would look uh, inward, right? Um, to understand is there, is there any kind of current clients um, that have an opportunity for upsell possibly um, that haven't been spoken to for a large period of time and it happens, right? You kind of bring clients on board. They, they, they kind of pay their clients, their clients for many years, but you don't ever, you know, as your business grows and evolves, a lot of the time those clients uh, are not neglected from a customer service perspective, but possibly neglected to, to understanding how you've evolved as a business. So I remember uh, a few years ago, we were working with the guys at uh, ReadyMix in in um in Saudi Arabia and and um you know they they were very frustrated that that one of their largest clients didn't give them the uh, particular contract for the metro um you know and they said well you don't do that right you don't do this particular cement spray and they're like yeah we do well, we did not right so so I think first and foremost you know always looking your own back garden as far as trying to understand is there any opportunity with the existing client base that that we can leverage them right so again they know you. You've been working with them. So maybe looking at opportunities there, that's first and foremost. Secondly, um, you know, it's looking at current prospects that you have in your bucket, right? So, so you know, prospects that you're currently talking to um, and, and having conversations with, and these may go back that six, 12, 12 months, time to re-engage with them. So if you don't have a correct re-engagement process in place, this is an opportunity to reach out and have conversations with with these individuals. So, I mean, you know, from a B to C perspective, this is what we've done previously with like dental clinics, medical clinics, you know, where where they have those those people that perhaps had the teeth cleaning or whatever, you know, two years ago, and they haven't spoken to them since. So, you know, reaching out to to, to kind of prospects and opportunities in that sense. And then, lastly, you know, it's it, it's really about um, trying to trying to kind of depending on the industry so so this is you know depending on industry dependent i guess right um on on this um but it's really kind of looking at opportunities that other uh, competitors may not have serviced uh, the particular client correctly and uh, there may be part way through projects um so i think this is where it's it's very much uh, an outbound activity okay so instead of, you know, relying on people coming to you because you have a sense of urgency, this is where you, you kind of, you know, mix a bit of old school and new school and you do that outbound strategy. So outbound strategy in the sense, you know, identifying the individuals that you want to have a conversation with or the organization, the targeted accounts, and then reach out them through various means that may be targeting them on, for example, like a LinkedIn platform that allows us to target by industry, company, size, et cetera. It may be targeting them through uh, an email campaign or alternatively, it can be simple as picking up the phone and having a conversation, right? Because I think that's the crucial um, piece here. The, the, the quick wins in that longer cycle sales is all about opening up a conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, effectively with this, you may be able to close something rather quickly, but essentially you've started a conversation with person X and that person may then turn into a prospect, right? Um, but until you outbound, until you reach out to those individuals, you're, you're not going to be know if, if, if there's an opportunity there or not, right? Um, I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, cool. And I think let's look at the channel specific to bottom of funnel as well, then, right? So, so for example, if I came to you and said, right, okay, cool, all of that sounds great. Uh, I'll get the email marketing in play. I'll, I'll uh, get my sales team to make some calls. Um, but I've also got $5,000 to spend. Um, but I need qualified leads now or highly qualified leads now. What would be the channels that you'd kind of employ for that? Yeah, yeah. So look, I think you can't ignore at that point the inbound approach. So you still need to kind of look at uh, taking the opportunity of Google because still that one person searching for your products or service may pop up. So if you're not currently, you know, displaying yourself in that environment, uh, so definitely allocate some, some investment towards the kind of Google space. Uh, because ultimately, you know, that that's going to drive people that are that are searching or researching, obviously. 
Um, so, so that's an opportunity. And then I think also, you know, there is there is the the opportunity. To look at like LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, you know, is the only platform uh, that we have the ability to target by industry, company size, individual, etc. Right? Uh, you know, either through emails or sponsored opportunity. Um, but essentially, you know, that's 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 where it is. And I'd almost, you know, use that that allocation of budget as well from some element of content creation. So the content creation and LinkedIn environment, you know, there has to be some sort of hook that may be a case study, it may be a testimonial, it may be driving more increasingly these days a webinar, right? Mm -hmm. So there has to be, you know, like almost a reason to be in contact because again, you're outbounding these individuals, right? Yeah. So outbounding with, hey, let's just have a call is super tough, but outbound with a webinar, or a downloadable guide or a white paper or something, you know, a customer testimonial, something like that has, has more traction, right? Or validity. Okay. So, so that's based on whether you're directing these people from these activities, right? So, so essentially what yeah. you're also saying is don't take people back to your website, potentially take them to a dedicated landing page where you've got access to this information, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, look, I think the thing is that's ultimately you can, you can let people, you know, kind of discover themselves. Um, but you do want to hold their hand in the initial part of the journey, I'd say, right? So, so I think it's almost, I don't know, treat it like you're checking into a hotel, right? So when you check into a hotel, you know, the concierge will, you know, obviously tell you, um, hey, listen, you know, on the exec lounge is on the eighth floor, the pool is on the da-da-da, you know, and, and, and kind of, you know, then you go and discover yourself. And I think a landing page should be treated, you know, similarly, right? So it's kind of, these are directive things. This is what you're... You've come, you've come here to go to the pool, or you've come here to go to the exec lounge. You've come here to look at this bit of content, uh, but also while you're here, there's some other things. So we'll let you explore, right? Um, because again, at that point, you know, you, you've got them hooked in. Now, look, the other thing, obviously, once you've driven people to, to that landing page environment is that retargeting element. And I think one of the conversations that, that we, we have frequently is, you know, from a social perspective, for example, you know, oh, look, LinkedIn is, is social for B2B. Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, you know, it's, it's irrelevant for B2B. And, and I think, you know, we have this conversation a lot. Frank, quite frankly, it's not. Um, so if you're doing a remarketing or retargeted campaign, so you know, individual or prospect is engaged with your website um, around that particular product or service, there, there's no reason why you can't target them in that social space like Facebook, like Instagram. Because you're targeting them with the message, you're not, you know, kind of um, putting your message out to a group of individuals that are not interested. Um, but you're still just, it's just eyeballs at that point, right? Yeah. You know, if you, if you go back to old style marketing, you know, why is it that, uh, you know, people would advertise in magazines, right? I think some people still do. Um, but, you know, why would I advertise in ink? Why would I advertise an entrepreneur? Why would I put my ad in Wired? Because uh, I'm trying to target that particular individual. I'm trying to, and that was almost guesswork. Whereas with remarketing, retargeting, you're having a conversation with someone across those social channels. You know, I don't go to Facebook to look for your business, but I'm on there saying hi to family and stuff, you know, and then I see, you know, the company that I've already interacted with and it's a reminder and it's a trigger. So I think that's also the other element. Okay, cool. All right, so look, I think bottom of funnel, I think we've, we've kind of covered um, as much as we can, I think within the time, time constraints, but, but what about now if, um, I think let's, let's kind of almost look at that. You mentioned top of funnel, right? So let's look at that. Yeah. So, so in terms of um, like a very kind of, I wouldn't say fast track top of funnel strategy, but if someone said, look, again, three month buying cycle uh, is typically what my customers go through. How can you, you know, kind of generate sort of, you know, top of funnel leads and what should we be doing next to make sure by the time my sales team speak to these leads, um, these are kind of, you know, highly qualified prospects you know, who are kind of ready yeah. to buy. What's, what's, a, yeah. what's the kind of two minute approach with that? Yeah, I think, um, look, I think it's, it's, it's fairly straightforward in the sense that when, when we're looking at this top of funnel success, I think you have to look at things like qualification and disqualification on the forms when somebody's filling out a form. Um, so uh, first and foremost, the information that you're trying to capture from that individual, you need to disqualify people as much as you qualify them, right? Um, let's, let's, let's start at an earlier stage. So we're running some campaigns as such, whether it's kind of email campaigns, whether it's uh, social, whether it's Google, whatever it is. So top of funnel, right? People are coming in now. They come in and to a landing page perhaps or whatever it is. And, and this is where you're collecting information on a form, right? 
Yes, yeah. We should actually probably just go back just one step before Amit, the, the, the kind of, you know, we, which plays a huge part in this approach. And, and the huge part in that approach is, you know, understanding your, your kind of prospect, right? So mm -hmm. your KYP, know your prospect or your ideal customer profile. So as part of that kind of previous audit, when you're running through and looking at your digital landscape, you obviously need to understand your client as well, right? Yeah. Who is your client? And that, that helps us understand where that potential prospect may live online, right? Yeah. So I think, you know, back to that. But when it comes to, yeah, so, so essentially, you know, I think, I think, you know, running those campaigns and we're driving them back and we want those, you know, some of those immediate results. There's, there's two ways that we can affect that immediate delivery of results. Uh, one is, you know, in that landing page where somebody does request some more information, um, we can do a couple of different things. So qualify and disqualify those individuals by a series of questions. Um, but we can also, you know, trigger activity in the sense like uh, request a callback in the next hour, right? So, so understand the sense of urgency associated to that particular prospect, and they they could be optional. So, how do you? What is that call to action, right? So, you know, call me back within the hour, or for example, put in a, an embedded calendar, book a meeting with me at this time, um, or just simply, you know, uh, send me some information, right? I think you know you have to almost grade the prospect um, in that environment, right? Depending on obviously what you have from a back-end perspective with CRM and lead scoring, and we'll come onto that later, but at a very base model, we need to grade that prospect or that opportunity. Okay. So look, if someone turns around and says, hey, listen, I want to talk to you within the hour, seems pretty hot, right? Or they're getting pressure that, that they need to find out a price, right? If it is booking, um, you know, an opportunity in a, in a calendar, again, seems pretty decent. Um, you know, if they book the time, um, you know, and keep that, keep that, that calendar, you know, within a two week period or a week period to see the end sense of urgency. And then ultimately the other thing obviously is just that learn more. So I think that's important. The other way to, to potentially, uh, you know, accelerate someone's interest is based on the copy and the creative. So, you know, that may be uh, offer based, it, it, it may be, um, you know, incentive based, um, you know, for, for, for reaching out to me. Right. And we, and we see this, you know, we see this with global organizations, right? You know, currently with HubSpot, it's end of uh, end of Q1, no, Q2, sorry, end of Q2. Um, sorry, just uh, thinking I'm sitting here. Uh, I haven't had my coffee, clearly. Um, these early starts, mate, it's not good. Um, so end of Q2, you know, look, there's, there's, there's leeway, there's flexibility, right? If you, if you yeah. kind of get signed up in the next, you know, literally two days, there's flexibility around some pricing. So, so that sense of urgency can be created through copy, can be created through through kind of creativity if there's an incentive as i said to to do something now right um you know we see that with some of the SaaS, uh some of the SaaS companies right you know sign up for three months a year get a discounted rate sign up now next 24 hours next seven hours right Dep again depending on your business model right i mean obviously if we're dealing with you know multi-million dollar equipment you know on a factory line no that's not that incentive necessarily yeah. but it may be additional incentives you know associated to service maintenance etc okay so you, you get people in you get people hooked at the top um one, one of the things andrew when we when we kind of and again two minutes if we can right um but one of the things that happens i love um, your time with me it's amazing sorry i know sorry look we've got a schedule so um People, people look at the top of funnel, they understand they've got to run campaigns, they've got to get people kind of interested in what they're doing. Yeah. Very interested in bottom of funnel, right? I want to speak to these people as fast as we can. I think yeah. one of the conversations that I have with a lot of clients is look, don't ever ignore middle of funnel, right? Because the point is, um, you know, you may get them interested, you may get them hooked in at the top, um, but for them to be ready to buy from you, there has to be a whole load of things that happen in between, right? You know, they've got to look at you as a company. They've got to trust you. They've got to think of, you know, are these guys credible? Can they kind of deliver what they say they can deliver? Um, and, and that kind of stuff really fits in that middle of funnel piece, which is always the bit that companies are always hesitant to spend time and money on, right? Because typically that involves investment in content and things like that. But, but again, if you're one of those companies that, again, has that, you know, three-month cycle, generated leads at the top you're expecting people to come down to the bottom qualified what can you do in between that either increases the volume of people that come down at the bottom qualified or increases the quality of people that come through at the bottom so these guys are really ready to buy and they're already sold in so what what do people need to do at that point yeah look i think so the i think the biggest challenge here is is mainly 
a lot of organizations are not set up for middle of funnel. They're just not set up for middle of funnel. They're, they're, they're basically, they're, they're not designed in a way from a technology stack or from a, uh, from a, a personnel perspective, uh, from, you know, they're just not geared to handle that middle of funnel. So first and foremost, I think that's the problem, right? And it's not always down to, you know, investment from a, from a content perspective. It may just be, you know, like personnel, right? Who can handle that middle of, middle of funnel, what technology have they got? In some certain circumstances, you know, we've seen organizations that have access to that technology to handle middle of funnel, but not in this region, for example, right? So, so I think to a certain extent, some of that, some of that, um, some of that is, is the challenge. Right. Um, so I think, you know, the middle of funnel piece. So if, if obviously if we, we kind of remove that and we say that it's an opportunity to engage in, in those individuals, um, I, th I think it's, 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 you know, the, the, the piece that, that kind of comes into this is, and we'll talk a bit more about this in some later series is the, is the lead, uh, lead scoring piece. Right. So depending on how these individuals behave or how these individuals react, um, it's then building a process around it. Okay. So even something as simplistic as if people are opening your emails uh, or your, you know, so, so first and foremost, you've got to have the ability to track email opens, right? That's, that's important. I think as part of the nurturing piece um, or the ability to track WhatsApp or the ability to track phone calls or whatever, right? Uh, because that's only going to help you in the middle of funny to understand the engagement levels, right? Yeah, but I, th I think, I think, yeah, so look, I agree on that. I mean, that, and the, but I, that also for me also feels like a nice to have, like if you really want to kind of excel from that sales perspective, uh, I think so, but I think the um, the content piece is is also critical at this stage, right? Because we we've you know even without technology, we've been nurturing people have been nurturing prospects for ages, right? Uh, if you kind of almost go back to you know even old TV ads, right? They'd always talk about like and I don't and I don't know why I'm mentioning this and why it's just come top of mind, but let's talk about kind of you know hair dyeing commercials, right? Um, where you'd always have a, hey, this is what the guy looked like before, this is what a guy looks like after. It's very, again, very simple, right? But it's almost showing, hey, this is a success story, right? And then you've now got a guy who seems to have like, you know, a, a kind of perhaps a more attractive young lady next to him. I mean, it's, it's kind of, do you know what I mean? It's sort of like, here's, you know, here's a, here's a before and after. This is how it worked. And guess what? Here's a consequence of this happening. And in the business world, it's very similar, right? Because essentially, you still want to show people that look, what you've done for others has been successful. And on the back of what you've done for others, they've been more successful, right? And it's, um, you know, and I think it's, it's, it's trying to maybe create that kind of content and make sure people who are already engaged with you are seeing that content, I guess, right? Um, and technology, 100%, I'm not discounting that at all. But um, but again, even in, perhaps it's arming your sales team with that kind of content so that, you know, when they know that somebody's already kind of passed that qualified interest stage, what else do they need to see that's going to help them, help push them down further in a funnel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the, the, the narrative, is, as you mentioned, it can change at that point um, because these are, at this point, they're known prospects, right? So to a certain extent, we have, we have information on them. We may know what sparks their interest. It may be testimonial driven. It may be case study driven. It might be price driven. Um, yeah, so I think it's, it, yeah. I mean, look, the, 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 the kind of nurturing piece doesn't necessarily have to be technology-based. It can be as simple as a phone call. Um, but obviously it's using, you know, any information that you have at that point to ultimately affect that, that conversation. So, yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, the nurturing piece is, is interesting in the sense that the middle of funnel is something that is wildly ignored by most organizations, um, quite frankly. So, you know, when we've, when we've kind of engaged with that middle of funnel across multiple organizations, there has been a positive outcome, right? Um, you know, there's been a, there's been a positive turn. So, so yeah, you're hundred percent right. You know, I, I think, um, look, I don't know why obviously, uh, you know, hair dye came to your, uh, came to your attention. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, but, uh, but obviously, yeah. you know, the, the, the fact is that again, based on some of that copy, some of that creative, it may be yeah. sharing different, uh, types of content with, with these prospects again, that are known. Um, so I think as long as you, it's almost like, as long as you start to, uh, I think one of the things as well that we do across the entire funnel, okay, which is important is is that personalization piece right um so going back to 
there's a couple of statements, you know, not all leads are created equal, uh, but also know your know your prospect, right? So, so you really need to understand, you know, who that is because the approach may differ, right? Um, yeah. You know, the type of clients that you may share with them may differ, right? You know, we get this a lot. It's, it's, it's you know, who have you worked in my industry? Now, quite honestly and quite frankly, I mean, obviously, the the only real advantage to working you know, in, in an organization where you have familiarity with an industry, that it's familiarity. The yeah. same principles are applied from a sales and marketing perspective, you know, and I say this all the time, you know, if you're selling donuts or you're selling, you know, uh, steel coating, uh, pipe coating, right? It all remains the same. Um, my dog's decided to join in the growth show there. So sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so so essentially, you know, you, 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 it, it, it's it's the same principles, um, but yeah. it's just applying different content to different individuals. Okay, cool. And I'm going to change tack to, and I'm going to throw something on you. Um, so next Amazing. couple of minutes, right? So, um, so I was I was just thinking about this. I think this might be quite fun. So, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna say some digital marketing terms or, or tactics, right? I'm gonna shout them out. And I want you to give me an immediate one to five rating on how important these are when it comes to um, a digital strategy or digital marketing in, in 2021, right? So, so to make it to make it fairer on me, <laughs> why would we want to make it fairer? If we could, if we could just kind of give me some reference. So, is it like a you know B two B company, B two C? Is it you know something like that? I think that because obviously there is a certain different approach to to some of this activity. Um, well, you're no, not going to make it fair. You just no, fully. Yeah, just no, okay, excellent. Fair. This yeah, isn't good. Not. I don't I don't like Amit in the morning. Amit in the morning seems a bit meaner. <laughs> so so look one one is not important five is super important okay so let's just kind of um let's 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 yeah, yeah, cool. okay all right yeah, so let's uh okay so in 2021 how important is a website uh five okay mobile app it depends the on the idea is this is supposed to be quick right yeah, but I mean, if you if you're this is where it's unfair, my friend, right? So if you if you you know if you're a local pipe manufacturer, is a mobile app important? No, but if you're a, a you know a donut delivery service, it's number it's five, right? So okay. I'd say you know let's straight down the middle, like two and a half. Okay, fair enough. So depending on their context, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. SEO. SEO. If there was a six, I'd say six. Okay, interesting. Uh, okay, cool. Facebook account. Depending on target market and what you're going after, uh, very important, still the largest social network globally. So, you know, it's got to be up there over the four. Up there over four. Yeah, if you ask my kids, if you want to target old people, then you go on Facebook, right? Exactly. Uh, Instagram, old people like me, basically. Instagram yeah. accounts. Instagram, yeah, again, depending on target audience who you're going after, um, but we're seeing an increase in kind of visually ad activity. So probably three stroke four. Okay. Uh, Twitter? Twitter's uh, based on country, uh, quite straight, quite quite frankly. So I think if you're in the US or UK, Saudi, Twitter is is up there like a, like a four. If you're in some other countries, it's like a one, just no usage. Okay, interesting. Snap? Snap's evolved. Um, so I think depending on the audience, it can be in some markets a five. Snap's okay. interesting in... If you, if you haven't been on Snap recently, for anyone that's watching and listening, Snap's evolving. Um, they are paying their content creators quite a lot for those, um, the story snapshots. It's almost like a content delivery platform now. It's not, it's not your kind of, you know, taking pictures and sending it to each other. It still is that, but the gamification of it and the content piece is, is important. Okay, which probably, uh, probably a reason for that is the next one. So TikTok? Yeah, TikTok, I think, yeah, a five, just in the sense, because you need to be aware of it. So if you're not aware of it, you need to be aware of it. Um, and that's why I'd say it's important. You know, is it going to be drive business for you? Potentially not. It's still, that is the highest organic platform at the moment still. Okay. Like All organically right. uh, reaching, reaching someone, you can just, you know, it's changed, it's genuinely, it's a platform that's changed people's lives overnight. Okay, cool. And LinkedIn, I'm guessing you're going to say again, depending on context. 
yeah, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is very, it's still very much B2B driven, um, but it's different, it's different, it's different conversations in that space, right? So what we're seeing is we're seeing an increase, for example, of individuals within organizations that want to raise their profile. Yeah. LinkedIn is one of those spaces that we're using to do that. Okay. Uh, blog articles. I've completely broken your game, right? Because I won't say one number. No, I know. This is now just, just ruined my game. That's fine. Blog articles. Yeah, that's crucial. It's five up there with uh, up there with SEO, right? It's a crucial part of SEO content. Okay. A couple on videos then. So uh, first one, say animated videos. Yeah, I think these work. They just work. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Five. Five. Okay, cool. What about personalized sales videos? Yeah, five. Five. How many of those did you receive, by the way? I got one yesterday that was okay. fantastic. Uh, I think I really? shared it with you last night. Did I share it with you or not? No, I shared it with no, the sales. Um, on a whiteboard, Andrew, ND. Hey, Andrew, Nixa, put the whiteboard down. Good. Yeah. Really? But that's the first one I've received in personalized one. I've received since probably Vidyard a year ago. That's incredible, right? So underused, guys. I mean, if you want to one takeaway from this, and if you're if you're in the B two B space specifically, yeah. um, personalized sales videos are absolutely the way forward. Um, okay, cool. Email marketing. Yeah, it's completely undervalued. Um, I think it's important. I think a four though. Okay, interesting. Ebooks. Same. I mean, ebooks is that content piece. I think it's kind of four. Four, okay. Podcasts? Podcasts just because it's so easy and accessible. That audio medium is very controllable, five. Five, okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, marketing automation? Five. CRM? Yeah, fuck, I mean, it was a seven to seven. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, you're ruining this for me. And finally, last but not least, webinars. If it's a growth show, it's a five. Any other webinars? <laughs> I think I think webinars uh, are still only a very important. I'd say five because they're a very important part of now COVID. Yeah. Look, I think I think look. look thanks for doing that. I know I threw it on you, but look, I think the, the reality of this is is all of those all of those different elements have um, a very important space, right? Within within you know you many kind of businesses kind of overall strategy is you but i think the key to it and i think you kind of touched on that is you've got to use the right channels or the right uh, right components at the right time yeah. you know yeah. it's you know for example the things that we do and again let's just again very tactical very experience based for us things like the growth show the podcast um you know the ebooks the blog articles all, all of that for us in our kind of you know in our kind of strategic sort of um, place or plan is, is very much top of funnel, right? It's very yeah. much at the top where where we just want people to kind of, you know, see us, hear from us, read our content, you know, hear our kind of opinions. Um, and and if they kind of relate to those, you know, then, then we can start having conversations, I guess, right? I mean, it's very, yeah. you know, it's very, but again, you wouldn't use maybe, a, you know, the growth show or a podcast to be your, your bottom of funnel deal killer, deal clincher, right? No. It just wouldn't work. No, true. Right? You know, so everything has its kind of own place. And I think it's really important that people kind of look at that, um, you know, and really kind of identify where, what is it? What is it that's going to have an impact? Where can I start communicating with clients? It's not just about, it's not just about running campaigns. I think it's the whole key. No. You know, it's all about sort of, you know, sustainable marketing, doing things which, you know, which add value, which educate. And, and if you kind of get those components right, whether that's B2B or B2C, um, you know, you start to build trust. And I think trust is is so important when we start looking at, um, you know, kind of digital strategy, right? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy that we've come to the kind of end of our show today, um, but I think it's very poignant that you've kind of ended there on trust. All of this, all of this, quite frankly, doesn't exist without the trust, the trust in you as an organisation or an individual to deliver the right results. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Andrew, I think we, I can't believe it's been an hour, mate. I'm, I'm blown away. So, um, Christ, there's so much that we didn't talk about. So look, I think I think what we'll yeah. try and do is kind of break down some of the things that perhaps we haven't touched on in the next sort of uh, few weeks, because exactly. I think some of those exactly. definitely kind of lean into that. 
So, yeah. Um, yeah, Andrew, I think we should stop there. I think people, you know, probably got meetings. And look, thanks again, guys, for for joining in. We did have a few comments, uh, but we'll respond to those um, personally as well. So we will come back to your notes. Um, and and yeah, just thanks again. Thanks for joining in that new new time. And um, yeah, if you do have any kind of comments or if you have anything you want to send through to us, the email is uh, growshow at digitalnexa.com. Andrew, yeah, is that right? Yeah. Or they can reach individually to you and I and jump on LinkedIn, have a conversation, yeah. guys. You know, we're open there. So always, uh, always happy to, to jump on a conversation or a Zoom or whatever on there. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Let's Excellent. leave it there. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks. See you later. Cheers. Bye.